pretty late. Get a cow off them, bread cow, right? Maybe they're going to calve it for me. I don't know. So this started. We're going live now, peeps. Can't talk no more? Nope. I mean, you can talk, but just so you know. Story. Tell the funny Parker story as long as he doesn't care it being broadcast. Oh, yeah. No, no, but this was awesome. So, okay. You know, how Shane's voice is a little cracked. We're live now, Keenan. Yeah. Good deal. We're, uh, we were talking about a cow, and I'd say that I don't want no, you know, prize Gartner to no Angus, and I don't want one that's about to die. I want one in the middle. And then I added, and don't give me no fence crawler. And then Parker says, well, well we should give him such and such a cow. And Shane goes, well, that ain't a very good cow. <laughs> and Parker goes, well, Dave ain't a very good rancher yet either. <laughs> Boom, you got me. <laughs> How he thinks of that stuff so fast, you know. Shane, you mean? No, Parker. Or Parker, right? yeah. Well, that ain't a very good cow. And his voice cracked a little, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then, but Dave ain't a very good rancher. <laughs> we laughed. Oh, goodness gracious. Hey, we're live now. Real deal. Hi, Mary. Mary Lynn and Gordy are watching. Got a few. We got six people watching right now. Awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome sauce. All right. Let's let's share this right now. Do 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 do. All right. Welcome on in, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, we look all right. I'm going to be honest. For the crew that we are, we look fine. <laughs> yep. For the crew that we are. I like how you put that. Jennifer Moore's here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> No pressure, Dave. All right, so we did this last time we went live. When I went live with Paul, you guys ready? It's it's joke time. Why did David cross the street? Someone someone who's watching the live stream comment. Why did Dave Moore? He's this guy right here. Bob up. Why did he cross the street? Someone give it to me. Do, 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 do. Let's see what people are commenting. Stephanie Schultz is on. Good. I'm glad you're looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it as well. We're just going to hang here a little bit. Uh, we were working on getting stuff set up and all that good stuff. Hey, Keenan, you want to get the autofocus and then get the autofocus and then, and then. So switch it to manual and then hit the autofocus button because we're going in and out. Yes, sir. Ah, oh, looks fantastic. All right. Why is this quiplash? <laughs> yes, Lee. Yes, it is. It is quiplash. All right. Still, I haven't seen anyone reply. Why did David Moore cross the street? Oh, oh, we got our first one. My lovely bride. Tesha Ozarek to be on the other side. Get it? Uh, yeah. B. Uh, we'll let Dave share a little bit. Uh, Dave share a little bit here in a second about about bees. 
Uh, oh, oh, and Jennifer Moore, your daughter comes right back with another one. He was chasing some honeybees. <laughs> okay. We'll give you a chance to share on that. So we're just going to just take a few more seconds here. Uh, it's always great when you're trying to get your soundboard connected and uh, it refuses to. So we're glad that it's working. Uh, can someone comment if they can hear us good or well? Should I use good grammar? Uh, are we coming through? Are Not we coming clear. through loud and clear? We're up to 12 people watching us right now. Does that make you nervous? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tesha and, and Jennifer, you guys were on the same wavelength on that one. So, a few more people dropping in. I love it. Keep coming in. I do want to say, if you're watching this right now, it would help us a ton if you liked this live stream as well as if you shared this live stream. Uh, hopefully you trust me enough that you're willing to share it. That's what I'm going to bank on. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I will take it personally if you don't share. Uh, I'm just kidding. Tesha says, sounds great. So good job, Keenan. Everyone give Keenan a hand. If someone can give a... Give a uh, Golf clap? Yeah, someone give a golf clap. Mm, good job, Keenan. All right. Well, welcome to episode three of the Porchlight Podcast. My name is Harrison Ozarek, and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, and again, if you didn't know, if you never watched any of our other episodes, uh, the whole point of what we're doing here, Porchlight Podcast, is we want to engage people in conversation with the hopes of sparking something in them that they would live the things that we talk about, the truths, the, the love, the hope, uh, that they would live those things out on a daily basis. And so episode one was just talking a little bit about who we are. It was talking about the importance of applying the things we learn and how we have to make intentional decisions and steps into doing that. Um, and so my example uh, in that episode one was just love. We need to love. And a lot of people are like, okay, great, love. So what are you going to do? I'm going to go love. Okay, that's not applying. That's just restating it, right? Apply it. And the thing I use is something that I do when I come home uh, from work is I intentionally take the first five minutes I'm home and I don't let anything distract me. And I go right to my kids and I give them my full attention right out of the gate. Right when I get in the door, I go and I, I give them all my attention right? And there's plenty of things. You get home and, and, and things need to get cleaned up or dinner needs to get started. And there's plenty of things all the time. I don't know about you guys, but when I come home, there's always a bunch of things that are easily, uh, that easily distract me. And so I want my kids to know that they're important, that they're a priority. And so that for me is an intentional step of loving my kids is I take those first five minutes and sacrificially say no Nothing is going to take me away from them getting my full attention. Now, they get more attention than five minutes, okay? But they know when I come through the door, they are, they're right there. They're taking my, my attention right off the bat. So, um, so that was episode one. Episode two, which actually launched today. So today's a double feature. So if you're sick of us already, uh, you might not be watching anymore. But uh, today was a double feature. And episode two launched uh, at three o'clock today. And that was all about relational wisdom. And I was sitting down with Paul Turek, our senior pastor, and talking about what it means to be wise within our relationships and how can we navigate those relationships 
in an awesome and fulfilling way. And it's uh, challenging, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm seeing the same people over and over again. It's like deja vu. Like, I just saw you. Uh, this uh, uh, shelter-in-place rule, which in Montana, thankfully, is starting to lift a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think there's some, there's some tension there for a lot of people and things like that. So, okay, that's where we've been today, right now. We are talking about engaging, and um, I'm really excited about this podcast. I specifically asked these two gentlemen. This is Evan Paul right here. Everyone give him a golf clap if you'd like. Oh, look at that. Terry did give some claps. I love it. And a thumbs up. Um, Evan Paul. Evan Paul is one of our elders here at the church, Um, a man that I look up to in a lot of ways. Um, He helps out with our youth ministry as well, Um, so I wrangled him into that. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to Evan's story and his, his uh, input into this discussion. And then on my right here, I have Dave Moore. Dave Moore is our head trustee. He's on our governing board. He also is one of our youth leaders that I get to work with on a weekly basis. And uh, both of these guys have just amazing stories that, uh, personally, I was telling them leading into this, I'm really looking forward to to hearing these stories again, um, because they're stories of God's grace, His goodness. Um, it's the story of the body at work. Um, it's the story of redemption. It's the story of something new. It's the story of washing clean. Um, and I'm just, I'm pumped. Um, I'm going to share a little bit as well. Um, those of you that don't know, our fourth boy decided that he needed to come uh, soon. <laughs> And so uh, our son was born on April 14th, um, which was eight weeks early. And so we've been walking that out for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been two weeks today. And so, um, yeah, I know. Whirlwind. Doesn't it feel like eternity? A little bit. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dave Moore here. And um, talking with both of these guys, this is your first time ever doing something like this, from what I know. Yeah, correct? Sure yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I just want all of you to know who you're talking to and you've seen me talk already enough. So I'm done talking. Uh, as I say, I have used up my quota and then Evan goes, you don't have a quota and it it depends on the day, but you're probably right. Um, but Dave, go ahead and just, if you could share with us just a little bit of who you are, um, some of the passions, um, and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm David Moore, as he said, um. I've um, been a member of this church now for, I don't know, five, six years. I was married in the Alliance Church. I'm married to Terry. i um, been married 34 years, I believe now. And uh, we had four children, um, three daughters and a son. And I have three grandchildren. And um, my latest, I guess, I got into honeybees kind of as a hobby a few years ago. That's all the bee, bee jokes, bee serious, all the different... <laughs> um, be good. I get a lot of bee stuff. So yeah, I'm, I love honeybees and mm. have those. And some of you have been blessed by my honey. Hope mm. they'll have more this year. So blessed is not a strong enough word, Dave. It's the <laughs> best honey I have ever ever had. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, the bees. Addicting. Holy cow, yeah, man! So. Right on. Yeah. Evan, your turn. If you could just share us a little bit of who you are. What you do, all that good stuff. Uh, as Harry said, I'm 
I'm Evan Paul. I'm a I'm an elder here, and um, y- you know what what I do um, depends on the day. I, I I really think that what I do is is a is a broader scheme than than what I do for a profession. Uh, I have a small trucking company for a profession, but um, you know I I I truly love people. Um, I, I love to interact with people, whether that's youth or adults. Um, I I can't I I can't stress enough mm. the the joy of of helping somebody through a hardship. Um, you know to to have the opportunity and to to walk with them through that. Um, I I also live to fish. I uh, I just I yeah, just can't do. get enough of it. Um, but every kind of fishing too. Yeah, yeah. Like you're it, not regulated to no, no, middle of the lake or right, right. If you'll it, jump in a river with a fly any day too. Yep, yep, absolutely. If it if it can be caught, I want to try to catch it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess that's me in a nutshell. And and uh, I'm I'm married to my lovely wife Amy. I have been for ten years, and um, with with that comes its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like to think for sure more ups than downs. Uh, she is my rock, and she's who keeps me in line. Um, so, Amen to that. All right, so like I said, this, this podcast, it's all about engaging. And so um, really, I, I just want to talk with you guys about this subject. Um, and it's kind of funny. We've been talking about this already. Um, I kind of joked with them. We've, we've been... We've been talking about it so much. I wish I just had recordings of it already. I think what David, yeah, David, you and I, I think talked for almost an hour on this, and Evan and I what on the phone for quite a while too. So um, we'll try to regurgitate a lot of that same stuff for for y'all. But um, we're talking about engaging the body and. what hits it home, I think, a lot of times isn't the highs, it's the lows. Um, and in talking with these two gentlemen, we have experienced some pretty deep lows. Um, so I'm going to share my story first, if that's all right, because be perfectly honest, uh, it pales in comparison. And so we'll, uh, we'll gradually bring people into this. Is that, is that all right? Yeah. Um, so like I said, we, uh, two weeks ago today, my, uh, my wife and I were surprised. Um, and my wife woke me up at four in the morning or something around there. And, uh, we gotta, we gotta go to the hospital. I've got contractions that are not normal. And, um, and so I said, okay. And my, if you know Tesha, she is a strong woman. I, I love her to death. Um, so I'm like, let me call Dave. Because uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, the night before, she was having Braxton Hicks, and we went in. And, and so this is the next day, almost the same time in the morning. So I'm like, let me call Dave. And she's like, no, 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 don't call Dave. I'm like, ah, I kind of want to go in with you. You know, I'll just call Dave. Dave already knows, you know, this might happen. And no, don't call Dave. I'll go in and then I'll let you know. I'm like, okay. Well, no sooner than anything, about an hour less later, she, uh, it was, uh, man, or earlier, I mean, not later, definitely not later. 
it's like around five, I think. She calls me up and it's like, get here. Go time. Oh, man. And uh, Dave would even say it like I was a little... Uh, what what's the word you'd use when I called you on the phone? You were excited. You were, <laughs> um, yeah, surprised. Am I excited. excitable? Really? Yeah. yeah no, uh, it had you off. It caught everybody off guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a call from you that early. Yeah. As soon as I saw who it was, it's like, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, uh, so I called Dave. And uh, I'm like, man, I need you over here. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I think this baby's coming. I need, I need you here now. And so he's like, okay. So he jumps in, and of course I'm, you know, the kids are still sleeping, and so I'm like trying to get myself ready to to go to the hospital. And then I'm sitting there pacing, you know, uh, trying to keep myself composed and not doing a fantastic job of it, to be honest. So. I haven't shared that yet, so Tessa's hearing that for the first time. But uh, yeah, a ton of different stuffs flowing through my through my uh, mind, right? Uh, so Dave gets there, uh, I bolt and uh, get to the hospital, and basically it was a place of Tessa, you got to hold on, you got to wait. We're we're waiting for Billings Clinic to send a flight team to get to get the boy when he's when he's born. Um, so there's some thought of maybe flying Tesha down, right? But it was like, nah, we're too far along for this. They're going to do a little, you know, catch the baby and run. And so, so I'm sitting with Tesha in the room, just trying to be like chill and relaxed. Um, and then as Tesha and I talked, we, we honestly felt some peace as we're, as we're sitting there. Um, and so the flight crew's 45 minutes out, flight crew's 30 minutes out, flight crew's 25 minutes out, flight crew's 20 minutes out. It's like, come on. Get here. Get here. And uh, finally it's like, okay, flight crew's only like 10 minutes out. Let's do this. And so it's time to, you know, lights, camera, action. And uh, yeah, nervous, all that good stuff. Um, Tesha gives birth uh, to our beautiful boy and he's screaming right out the gate, right out the gate. And I'm like, yes. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, honestly, I don't even know if that was the hardest part, but so I got I got to got to catch him, got to um, got to be there to catch him and um, cut the cord and stuff like that. And he's four pounds, and so we've had early kids. You guys know that. Um, so this is our fourth boy. Thirty-seven weeks with the other three, but well, they were all you know. Six something, six six, six five, six eleven, something like that, and uh, tiny. Um, but so they took him away, and so then I'm I'm talking with Tesha, and it's kind of there's still that like newness shock, you know, your mind's just kind of stuck on just the real present, and you know the worry and stuff really isn't there. But then they brought him back, and he's and he's in the, the I think the hardest part for us is is. Uh, so he's born, and then they, they have to put him in the, the incubation chamber. And they got all this stuff hooked up to him. And every tube you could think of coming out of every place you could think of. And it's like, uh, what is going on, you know? And, um, and uh, yeah, we're... <sighs> nurse is talking to us. This is what we need to expect. This thing's going on. And... Um, 
And she leaves, and Tesha and I are just like. The gravity of the situation yeah, starts to hit, sink in. It hit so hard at that point. And it was just, I looked at, as a dad, I couldn't do anything to help my kid. Like, he's just sitting there. And that was hard, man. It was like, oh, what do I do? You know, and so I'm trying to care for Tesha, but Tesha's feeling the same way. She's a mom. And she can't, she can't even hold her own kid. You know, it's, so whatever. Um, it's not whatever, but yeah. It's, it's not like, the way you would like no. it to go. Uh, so we're, <clears throat> you know, we're wondering like, okay, he's so young. It's, you know, lung development, heart development, brain development. I mean, where are we at? What's the new norm? It's, um, so we couldn't go down with him on the planes. So then we had to go down Wednesday night and, and, um, but literally that same day. So, so I talk a lot, if you guys didn't know that. Um, and I process out loud. And so uh, I was literally texting a couple dozen different people and groups through this time, right? And, and at some point uh, on Tuesday, you know, Joseph was born. That's his name, by the way, Joseph Marcus. I forgot to even say that, sorry. Joseph Marcus is our, is our sweet fourth boy. And... Um, and so I'm trying to like text all these people back. And finally I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is like, I'm losing my mind here. Cause it's like copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. So I start an album and uh, I just start posting stuff on there and getting a chance to talk about it. And um, I guess as I'm doing this, I'm getting my, my phone flooded with prayers, mm. with people reaching out, with people I just, just like this insane security blanket just being like dumped on me. Like, like I was just on fire, running around with my head cut off. <laughs> and God just like took this fire blanket and just, poof. that's what it felt like. And as Tesha and I are like, we're reading some different things. We're just we're st we're praying with one another. We're talking this through, and all of a sudden, this just insane peace comes on us. And uh, it's, it's just hard to describe it. But in that moment, I saw what the body of Christ really looks like. Um, We've been through some different stuff. Tesha, you know, life has its highs and lows. Um, um, but me personally, like deep in my own heart, I hadn't really experienced a, a, a trial, a trauma, I don't know what to call it trauma, just this deep ache like I did at that time and just absolutely fearful for my kid and didn't know what was going to happen with Tesha going early so early and bleeding. It's, you know, you just don't know. And it's like, boom, the body just like wrapped us tight. And to that point, I got to, I got to say thank you to my church family oh. here and everywhere. And my, my mom sends me a text. She's like, these are all the people that are praying for you. And, um, it was just this insane peace. Um, and we've had our highs and lows. We've had our grieving time and then this weird time of like guilt see i know both of these guys stories right and you, you 
better believe as we're going through this, I'm thinking of Evan and I'm thinking of Dave. I'm like, Harry, this isn't that big of a deal in comparison. Like, snap out of this thing. And then I get stuck in this other mode where it's just like, but I just feel this just weight. It's just terrible. But like, I mean, same same day, people are like, hey, I want to bring food. Hey, you know, um, people are praying over this. Uh, Tesha got released eight hours after giving birth and was like up and moving around and around the house, um, which, honey, you're legit, by the way. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, ridiculously awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then through this, man, I can't tell you... Um, like Dave would say it, like I'm talking to him after him, like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm trying to stay composed. And <clears throat> to most other people, I think I look pretty composed, but like with Dave and Evan and a few others, I, you know, I let that down. And I just go, this is what's happening in my head. But I never have seen you that way. Yeah. That I, out of sorts. I was as you were flipping. that day. Yeah. Just, and you were, had a lot of things ahead of the cart <laughs> besides the horse. Right. right. <laughs> the cart was full. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had people bringing food that same night. We had people, it just gifts and cards and texts and phone calls. It's just, and so what I got to say to that is, you know, we were on one side of this, this coin of engaging in relationship, engaging in the body of Christ, right? Um, if you didn't know, I'm a pastor here at Faith Alliance Church, and I, and I kind of joke with Dave and Evan. I spend a lot of time trying to create ways for people to engage, and so sometimes I miss the other side of the coin of, like, you know, someone creating something for me to engage, you know, and like, boom, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, this is the body of Christ, and then um, so we spend time down there, and then, and then I have to fly back. So we drove down Wednesday night, and then I had to fly back Thursday. And on the flight home, I'm just listening to song after song. And um, the song Waymaker comes on. And I'm like, oof. Okay. <laughs> like, that was the one where God's like, this. And um, and uh, he'll make a way. It's not always the way that we want, but he's going to make right. a way. But God puts so many people in our path that it's like, holy cow, like, wow, the power, the power of the body. And that, that's the point. Like, for me, um, when we engage in the body, it's not just to get, but that is a part of it. And uh, Hebrews 10, and I think this is really, 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 really important. Hebrews 10, 23 and 24. Or sorry, Ah, 24 and 25. <laughs> I jumped one verse back. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, and so I'm listening to Waymaker. I'm reading this verse, these two verses. And I'm like, ah. And to be, to be honest, this was not the plan for episode three of the Porchlight Podcast. It really wasn't. I had all these other things. And uh, it was like I'm sitting there um, listening to stuff, and then I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, we got to talk about this. Because 
as a pastor, I see right now, especially a lot of people not engaging in the body mm -hmm. or not knowing how to get, engage in the body or not feeling they have a way to engage in the body. And that, I mean, is just such a huge void um, when we aren't in the body. Um, and so, I mean, we've been wrapped tight and it's been two weeks and people still, I mean, uh, shout out to the Youngs for hosting us down in Billings. You guys are like one of the best hosts I've ever met in my entire life. Um, just crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just so many different people, so many different ways have, have reached out and renewed, honestly, my, my earnest to be plugged in. Like I said, I think a lot of times I focus on creating things and I forget that I, I need to be plugged into the body more than creating opportunities, but being in those opportunities and, and having life spoken to me too. And, uh, keep praying for us. Keep praying for Tesha and Joseph. He's growing. He's four pounds, six ounces last I heard and doing all right. He's getting better, stronger. Um, we're two weeks in of an eight week journey right now of him down in Billings in the NICU. <coughs> and, um, that comes with its own stresses and man, we just, it's like these weird mood swings of feeling like super sad about what's going on and then feeling really guilty about feeling sad because it could be so much worse. You should be thankful. And I'm like, yeah, I know I should be thankful, but, ah, oh, but it hurts, you know? Um, and so I guess with that, Evan, would you be willing to kind of share your story of, of trial, a huge trial that you and Amy walked through? and how the body, uh, how you saw the body impact you as Christ moved. Yeah, um, I, I would even back it up a little bit uh, before that. Um, you, you know, I've, I've been a believer for a long time, but um, never, never really totally plugged in and sold out. Um, so, you know, we were, we were pretty regular church attendees and, um, knew our Lord and Savior, but I remember maybe the fall before uh, we lost our little girl, uh, we had a stillborn. Um, I don't even remember where in the Bible it was, but it was talking about laying on of hands mm. and praying over people. And I thought, why don't we do that anymore? Mm. And the following Sunday, um, Pastor Paul comes to Parker Waltner and I and says, I can't find any of my elders. We got this guy we need to pray over. Um, will you guys come lay hands on him? Mm. And, and my purpose for that part of the story is, is out of church, you get what you're looking for. Mm. If you slide in and sit in the back row and are the first guy out every Sunday and don't, don't engage, You've gotten what you've looked for. If you're if you're willing to follow a little mm. nudge and a little calling and ask questions, you'll also get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so so then in um, in May 2016, May 26th 2016, uh, Amy and I had a stillbirth. We were. Oh gosh, I don't remember. Thirty-five weeks, mm. maybe along. We were we were just about there, and um, one one Sunday evening, Amy says, "I haven't felt Lydia kick in a little while." We fed her some ice cream because Lydia liked ice cream, and she always kicked when and nothing. And then 
Um, Amy said, oh, I'm sure it's okay, nothing, nothing, nothing doing. We aren't worried about it yet. And Wednesday, I had been gone all day, and I got home, and Amy was pretty distraught and says, Lydia's not moving. So um, we rushed to Williston, and, and it was, our Lydia was gone. Um, so being, being not really plugged in um, with the church, as as a general rule, just um, kind of a little more than a C and E Christian. Um, I had nowhere else to turn. You know, uh, my world was was wrecked. My life was wrecked. I was wrecked. Um, my wife is Amy is a is a pillar of strength, but you know she too is wrecked at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this church body just, for lack of better words, devoured me. (laughs) Um, I, I know, you know, so much is just a blur through that time that, but there's a few people that, that stick out and Harry talking about the youngs, um, Terry and Renee attacked me the first Sunday after, after this had happened. And, um, you know, and, and so many people, Joan Turek and, and Paul Turek and, um, you know, and, and things like this are not, are not a fast thing. Um, Dave and Terry, the first Father's Day following, I kind of had it somewhat put together until Dave laid a big old sloppy hug on me, and then I had no choice but to melt into a puddle again. Um, But, you know, I didn't realize at the time how much I was searching for that. But you've got to, in your search for that, you've got to let people know the real you. You've got to let people in. I'm not telling you to open yourselves to the whole world, but there there are safe people out there in a church body that that genuinely care, and for them to love you and care for you, mm. you've got to let them know who you are, where you're at, mm. and that you're wrecked. Mm. Um, you know, if if you put on a mask that everything is fine, they can't love on you. Um, you know, and, and for me, um, I was so, I was so built strong that I had to be strong for my wife, that Mm -hmm. I had to be there for her, that I had to support her, that I never really, I never really allowed myself to mourn my daughter for probably the first year. Mm. And I'm thankful for that because by the time that I, I really started mourning the loss of my daughter, I had gotten plugged in mm-hmm. to some small group studies, to, um, to the, the body at Faith Alliance, and, and um, you know, a number of people have, have walked, you know, just, well, not, not really even walked with me through it, carried me yeah. through it. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, the the outpouring of of support has been 
you know, since then, even to this day, the outpouring of support mm -hmm. has, has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, and, and letting people, back to letting people know what's really going on inside of you, you, in, in America, as, as, as strong blue-blooded American men, we have this persona that we have to share the burden ourselves. Mm. Um, but that is so totally false. Yeah. You, you know, the, I, I just can't stress enough that you, you know, that you get, you get what you're looking for mm. and, and, uh, you, you really need to ask yourself what you are looking for, what you mm. expect to get out of it. Mm. There's, you know, we all want to help somebody. And, and I mentioned before that I'm a people person mm -hmm. and, and I, I absolutely live to help somebody, but there is real power in allowing somebody to help you. Mm. Mm. Um, you, you know, you, you can't, that takes a lot of swallowing of pride mm. to get to that point. Mm. Um, but. Another interesting thing, and I've thought about this a lot actually lately, is through my willingness, it, out of a stillbirth, there, is, there are so many people that experience that mm. and then hide from it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't a baby or, you know, it, it's not a big deal whatever mm. Lydia has touched I don't know that she maybe has touched more people than she would have had she lived mm. but it is absolutely awe-inspiring the amount of people that my daughter touched mm. yeah because a living of testimony yeah even because of a, my wife's and my mm -hmm. Um, willingness to share her life mm -hmm. with people mm -hmm. and to share our struggle and mm -hmm. our pain with people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I asked Pastor Paul, I don't know, maybe a year after we lost Lydia, how he thought people got through things like that without God. Mm -hmm. and, and he didn't have an answer for <laughs> me. And I, I don't know, um, mm -hmm. you know, being being rooted but not you know not really active i still knew where to run to mm. and and when on those days that i was completely shattered i i just can't i can't imagine not having that comfort and that place to run to mm. um you know it's all of us in our walks where there's times that we're closer to him yeah. and times that we're further away but every time that you run to him, it makes it easier to run to him next time. And mm -hmm. he's the first one instead mm -hmm. of the second or mm -hmm. third. Yeah. <laughs> he said so many good things of it. Uh, one of the big things I'm taking away from what you're saying, too, is just uh, kind of where I want to go. The why, the what, and the how of engaging the body, right? And we, we understand that. 
the why. Why engage in the body? Well, the first thing, and then again, talking about being Americans, right? Our culture is get, 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 you know, receive as much as possible. It's about what you receive, right? And yeah, I mean, like the body, the body of Christ is meant to be there. But like you were just saying there, and I'm so glad you mentioned it, um, is the testimony side of this, the, the giving back to the body of Christ, the, the, the people that are, that are around you, the impact that, that your experience, your testimony can have on people. But that can't happen unless you engage in the body. Right, yep. And it's through that, right, and getting, getting such a like bad word to use, but it's just the reality of it, right? Receiving this awesome blessing of people coming around you, and as you said, like not carrying it all yourself, right. but being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to go, I'm losing my mind, like I'm talking to Dave on the phone, and being willing to be like, I'm having these stupid thoughts, man, this is what it is, like. I was just being really real with you because I wasn't sharing that with anybody else. It was just like, man, this is what's going through my head. And Dave's like, well, relax then. <laughs> like, it's, you don't got to worry about that stuff. It'll, you know, God will figure that stuff out. And holy cow, man, has, has those been more, more uh, accurate words you've ever spoken to me in my life? It's right. just insane how things are going. But, you know, you're, you're talking about Lydia and the, the testimony that she has had and, and not ever spending a day out of the womb breathing. Right. And, and the impact that she has had, I agree. I, it's impacted my life. You, you, can, you can bet your bottom dollar that my life is impacted by your story. And it's not just some cool story that you pick up off the shelf. That was, that's life. Right. Um, but if you hadn't engaged in the body... And received the blessing of that body, you wouldn't have had the testimony to give back to the body. Right. Right. And and so your question about learning how to engage. Yeah. I learned so much about how to engage with the body through being wrecked and the people that were engaging mm -hmm. me. You mm -hmm. know, it it was like it was like they drew a road map for me. Yeah. On, on how to do it for some, how to be there for somebody else, how to love mm. on someone else, mm. you know, and, and yeah, it was like demonstrating for you real life, like, yeah, leading by example almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was, it was like the, the prettiest picture of Christianity mm. that you could paint, mm. you, you know, um, just, you don't, you don't have to do anything extra. Mm. All you got to do is take that minute to shake somebody's hand that's having yeah. a bad day. Yeah. And and to engage them and and you know, be there for them. You don't have to have any answers, you just got to listen. Right. Mm. With all that said, Dave, I think this is a great segue into your story about uh Janae. And I know uh, July is not uh, a fun month all the time for the Moore household, and uh, man, you guys, uh, Dave and Terry, you guys inspire me all the time, and um, I still remember 
um, some of you youth that came with us, that first life conference you came with me on, you and Terry, mm-hmm. came with uh, me. And uh, who else was on that trip? Was it Nikki and me? Terry. And you and Terry? Yeah, because I don't think Tesha was along. No, no she wasn't. wasn't no. Um, but the huge piece of that was, that was Janae's anniversary. And the uh, the sacrifice that you guys laid down to to come and be a part of that just I remember having that conversation with you and being like okay I know this is a hard thing but I want you to come but I know that it it covers up an important date for you guys um, but it's just that yeah okay I'm done talking you go share man you, well that would Share your story, man. Be an example too, right there of of engaging, right? And um, so, yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, um, it'd be uh, July tenth of twenty thirteen. Our twenty year old daughter Janae Suzanne um, was killed in a one vehicle rollover on the Lambert Highway, about halfway to Lambert out there, I guess. Um, she was uh, on her way to uh, Fort Peck to the. To the lake, uh, she worked at the marina that summer, and that she was going to college, and um, yeah, it was a. Um, Evan used the word wrecked a lot. I can definitely, it was uh, the world just flips upside down instantly. We, you know, you don't see things like that coming. Um, uh, like Evan, I guess you would say, like like I said, I became a believer in. Uh, Wow, in like 1978, but uh, you know, I didn't live it out. Um, as Evan said, I didn't uh, sell out completely. Um, I mean, I, I was without a doubt believed, and I, I've searched out my wife. That was one of the most attractive things to me about Terry when I met her was that she was a believer, and um, yeah, so we. We came to church when we could. I was a little better than a CNE Christian, I would say. Um, we went to church in Glendive a lot. Um, that's where we were married in the Alliance Church in Glendive. And then in 1990, we moved here and started coming here. Um, I remember the Youngs and um, so many different people from back then. Um, yeah, and then as far as you know, like I said, I believed, but I didn't sell out. I didn't. Uh, I never needed him, you know, I mean, mm. I mean, I prayed regularly and I, I, you know, I just like you talk about you, you've been raised here in the United States to be independent kind in, um, I didn't feel the need. I, I was so thankful to God all the time. And, um, but as far as crying out to God, nothing had ever happened mm-hmm. to me that, you know, You'd, like you weren't surrendered to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. I, um, so Fast forward, I guess, to July 10th, 2013, and, you know, you, um, it was a bizarre setup. The Lord was all over so much of it. Um, I actually drove by the scene, didn't realize it was my own vehicle. It was so smashed. Those things make me uncomfortable, so I didn't look close anyway, but actually phoned my wife and said there was an accident out here, and Janae had left for Circle, and so I said, get a hold of Janae. There's a wrecked pickup out here but it's a Chevy I think but it was it was my daughter's um I had a job out there that way past Lambert so then uh, they didn't need me when I got out there so I came back and mm. lo and behold my daughter Josie my our youngest and my wife were there and um yeah just your life um 
I really truly never even considered that it was my daughter until I pu pulled down into the barrel ditch there and my wife said, you know, it's Janae, she's gone. And I just, I can still feel that. Um, I can't even describe it. I just fell to, fell to the ground. I was numb and, and disbelieving and, uh, and uh, I didn't even think I could stand up, frankly. And I, but I did, I started praying asking God to just help me to do what I got to do starting now. I got to stand up and I got to do what's right by my wife and my daughter and I got to be strong and, and all those things. And you're just, that's a great word. You're crushed. You're, you're wrecked. You, you're, it's mind numbing, you know, the, um, uh, it, the pain is vocalized even honestly mm. I can't even describe it so you go to town you know and um, in my case you know praise the Lord and thank you Janae and she had tweeted praise the Lord praise God even when you don't understand mm. what he is doing and I got found that out at the Fulkerson funeral home and was like okay God I mean um, but as far as the leaning in, so, you know, you, at that point, you're going through the motions, you're numb, but I, I can still remember Pastor Paul was there that day, mm. Wallace Hall was there that day, I'm, I'm sure, I think the youngs, I, I, there was such a stream of people and, and kids, you know, um, her friends and their parents, I, it was just overwhelming, and mm. and then you, you know, you go through the ceremony part of it, uh, you know, you get the, all the the funeral, the, all that stuff, the yeah. get through that. And, and then what always struck me, what I noticed first of all was I'm a small business owner and, and I had to go to work, you know, you have to go to work. And at that point in your life, you don't want to do anything. You know, you don't, that was probably the most painful thing is how the world just barrels ahead and you don't even want to get out of bed, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and you go, and, and it was just so hard to be out on drill sites and around people that knew nothing of what I was going through, and and they they have what are big problems to them, which are like you know you don't even know you know and, and what I remember a problem you telling it me that it's and, just and then so many people were just moving forward, and you felt like you were stuck in place. Yeah, and uh, in a bad place, you know, in a dark, deep mm. valley, and. Frankly, you know, uh, I had nothing left. You know, I needed God so bad to just help me get out of bed in the morning, to help me go to work, to help me just take a step. You know, I needed him so bad. And, uh, and I, you know, you, you, you come to church because of that in the beginning. And uh, um, I just can't even express the... Um, even to the, not even just the, in the beginning, the, those first dark weeks and months, but even now, not even several weeks ago, a lady came up and hugged my wife and, and let her know that, you know, that she's loved and prayed for. And, um, the, the, the amount of love that I felt from the church body here, um, is indescribable. It was, um, it's the perfect remedy when you're in a situation like that, right? And and that, like Evan said, you just have to be willing to be willing or be to that point. In my case, I 
I guess I was to that point where I got nothing else. I don't know how I'll get through this if God doesn't figure it out, help me. And, and the only place I knew best to find God is here. And it's like I started coming every time, every Sunday. And, mm-hmm. and um, it just... It just felt so good to be here. And it isn't like we sat around having a pity party or a crying fest. It just, everybody here knew what we were going through and they loved on us, you know, lots of different ways. And I just, the love I feel here, like I said, even to this day is priceless. Um, as far as, you know, how do you lean in? You know, one thing, like Evans, you show up. You just, you know, make time for the Lord. Make make time for the body. Um, I can't emphasize enough how the, the friends I have here and the, 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 I mean, I know I could make a few phone calls and have help with anything I needed or anything, you know, uh, the, it's like family here now and, um, showing up for one and allowing people to love on you like Evan spoke to you can't mm. can't you know I mean I used to sit in the back row <laughs> mostly not to be the first one out but the kids or the you know, distractions or we were worried but yeah if you're going to sit in the back row and then hurry up you know be the last one in and last one out and then mm. say, say you're not you don't give us a chance to love on you and if mm. um then as you as we healed um you know, I can honestly say the truth, the truth of Scripture, of God being with you, the crushed in spirit, is I felt him through this church, through these people. All these people were just here for me, and they mm-hmm. still are. And um, it made me want to give back. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so that's, um, I got asked to, uh, well, at first, I think it was Paul invited me to that men's Bible study. And funny, you mentioned laying on hands. I, I used to smoke cigarettes. I had smoked cigarettes for years and got asked to that Bible study. And I didn't go there to tell him I smoked cigarettes. And <laughs> I didn't. I, I don't even know how that even came up, but it did. Mm-hmm. I blurted it out and Dwight and Paul and oh, um, who used to, Jay used to be here and they were just flabbergasted. I smoked. We stayed late and talked about my smoking, and then they asked <laughs> um, lots of questions. And uh, you know, well, let's pray for you. And they laid hands on me, and they prayed for me to kick the habit. And uh, I had actually went to a doctor a few months before that, and this was the about six months after Janae's accident. My doctor actually told me. When I asked for help quitting smoking, the doctor said, "Now, David, why would you do that to yourself right now? You know, you don't. Now's not the time mm. to take nicotine out of your life." And a doctor said mm-hmm. that to me, like, "It's like, wow, I just expected him to throw pills at me, you know." <laughs> and so then I, um, at that Bible study, it was early January, and by golly, they prayed for me, and I had, I had, uh, I had one cigarette in a, in a pack at home, and I went home. I lit it, I smoked it on my back porch. We never did smoke in the house or nothing, but never have had another cigarette since that night. And uh, don't have the cravings, don't have the... Um, so, like, right there, I, I mean, uh, that is... I, I'd quit smoking two or three times for multiple years and never kicked it, you know, and never... And always had the cravings, always fought the urge. And those guys prayed over me every week when I, I started, kept coming back and... 
literally within weeks had no, no, no cravings or nothing. And, um, things like that, that you get out of being mm. engaged and, um, and it leads you to feel gratitude. And then I wanted to serve and, you know, I came on board as a trustee for a couple of years and, um, and now I'm the head trustee for a while and got asked to be on the board. Frankly, did not want to be on the board. Which is why we want you on the board. <laughs> but it, it's, I, like I saw it as serving. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I'm so thankful to God for, for this church family mm-hmm. and how he used them to help me mm-hmm. get through what I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. You know? So can I ask you guys uh, really quick? So the, the we've been talking about a bunch of different things, but if you could bring it down to a point, like why why engage in the body? Why? And when we say engage in the body, we're talking about people. Why share life with people? Because um, I think there's a lot of people that go, yeah, that's good for you, right? Like they hear your story, they hear your story, like, ah, sad, but that's good for you. What, what would you say to that person? Why share life with other people? My quick answer to that, Harry, would be after sharing life with people, with people who are genuine and people who care, I can't imagine not sharing life with people. Mm. You, you need yep. you need accountability. Mm. You need not not only support in in during hard times, but you need that guy that calls you and's like, "Ain't seen you in church in a while." Mm. You know, everything okay? We we need to we need to spur each other on. We need to take the time to yes. You know, Go through some scriptures. Mm. Pray with each other. Mm. Um, somebody praying over you, praying for the things that mm. are really bothering you. Mm. Um, one, somebody else's perspective, they'll they'll change your perspective yeah. on the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Like um, you just sparked something in my in my mind talking with Paul. Um, Paul Turek, our senior pastor here at Faith Alliance Church, and uh, Paul's not really a touchy-feely guy, right? But I love I love you, Paul. I really do. Um, I think I'm one of the only people outside of his, of his close family members that have ever hugged him and gotten away alive. Uh, true story, right? You remember that? It was when uh, Eric Olson was here, and I gave Paul a hug, and everyone was like, what's going to happen? Uh but one of the things that Paul shared with me through this time was the power in naming how you feel. Um, and even as I say that, I get uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but like as soon as I said that, did you did you both just go? Mm. I don't know. For me, like as soon as I say that, there's a little piece in me that goes, "Yeah, but do you really have to?" Like even even knowing now what I know right. and having gone through it, there's still that piece in me. That as I say that, that truth that I know, that it's so important to name how you feel out loud, there's that piece of me that goes, but, but do you really have to? 
but just the power in that, but not just saying it out loud to yourself, but like bringing it into the light for someone else to see. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's kind of what I hear you saying. Like we, we have to be willing to let someone else see what's going on inside. You know, we're, we're talking with uh, the youth last Wednesday about lament. Mm. That was a that was a hard that was a hard one for me to go into. Not just with the whole coronavirus, COVID nineteen going going crazy, and I mean just shutting a ton of stuff down. And so many people are are working through this and have been laid off, uh, furloughed. You know, just so many things going on. Lost loved ones. Um, but then you know, compound that with Joseph. And forgot to mention too. So my uncle back in March um, had a brain aneurysm, died. Um, and so went to the funeral there. My uncle Garth, fantastic man, loved to death. And just in a split second, you know, my my aunt and 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 her two daughters, my two cousins, their lives just upside down. And then surrounding family as well. And um, it's just, I'm sitting there with Paul, and and the word that comes to mind. And then I shared that I shared this word with the youth that night. Um, but it originated in Paul's office. Paul and I are talking, and I just kind of was sharing with him just this war I had in my mind. And the word I came up with was fragile. And, oh, I hated that word. Um, as Dave said, I'm not really a fragile guy. I, I don't feel like a fragile guy very much, like, like you were one. saying. Like, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh you know, but in that moment, I just felt so pathetically fragile. And like, just, I don't know. It's, but as, so as that thought comes in my head and like, I need to say this, but I don't want to say this. But I'm going to say this, but oh, do I have to say this? So, you know, I say that to Paul. And as soon as I say it, no joke, it's like. I didn't realize it, but I've been holding on to that since since I woke up at five o'clock in the morning and had to go rush to the hospital. I've been holding on to this feeling that I'm trying to mask it with all these different things. I just felt fragile, you know, and that power of opening up to somebody and saying, this is how I feel like and not, you know, like not complaining or nothing like that. It's just this is it. And talking that through, and then in the power of that being on the light now, then Paul and I are able to go back and forth of like why that is, you know, and and then with the youth talking about that and just uh, the word lament and how it's so different than complaining. It's this ache that you have in your heart, and I know both of you have lamented that time in your life, and and even now, and I apologize because I probably bring up a lot of those feelings, right? There's it. They're not just going to go away. Um, but I'm thankful of you guys sharing that story. Um, I don't know, Dave, did you have anything you wanted to share on that before we jump to the next one? Why why engage in the body? Just that there's so much to gain from it. You know, mm. the, um, there's just so much fellowship and friendship and mm. laughing. And it it's... Um, I didn't know how lonely I was, you know, or, you know, 
Because I'd be one of those guys, yeah, I'm going to go to church. I'll go do it on a mountainside by a trout stream. Now, that's church to me 25 yeah. years ago, you know. Yeah. And it, and there's the Lord is there too, but it's not the same mm-hmm. as getting to know Harry and getting to know Evan. I got to go spend so much time with you on that missions trip, and I've been wanting to spend time with him ever since. <laughs> yeah. and it hasn't happened yet, but... Um, just the friendships, the connections, the relationships that you get mm-hmm. out of it are just so rewarding mm-hmm. that um, I regret not ever engaging the body sooner than mm-hmm. waiting for the world to put me on my knees to, to wake up and, and see what I'm missing. And I can honestly say, you know, I, I, I miss my daughter. Um, we all miss her, but uh, she loved Jesus and she was open about it. She shared it. She was a believer, and uh, she's in the heaven with him. And I know I'm going to see her again, and I have total peace about it. You know, um, like I said, I miss her, but it's it's uh, it's remarkable uh, the 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 truth of Scripture. How you know, I'm, I don't want to sound flippant, like mm-hmm. that. Oh, that yeah, my daughter died, and it worked out for my good. But truly, it has, right? It truly, you know, I wouldn't have these relationships mm-hmm. with Evan and Harry and. If I had had stayed stayed in the walk that I was walking, mm-hmm. right, um, and we've got to share her story yeah, with. I was gonna say her testimony is so many kids, and uh, my youngest daughter Josie doing the the school assemblies. Yep. She did all the area schools and talked about distracted driving and the dangers of it. And it's immeasurable. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, uh, the the good that. Can come out of these, out of the valleys, right? And no, you're not going to feel like it's good when you're in the valley. Yeah. But I can, with all honesty, say I, God was with me, and He mm-hmm. brought me through it, and I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right I, on. I rejoice over where my daughter is, and mm-hmm. I don't worry about her, right? So we touched on it already, and I want to close with just. Again, people are hearing these stories and, and hopefully they're sparking something inside of you. Um, I'm so thankful for your guys' stories, honestly, because it, it strengthens me. Like we're talking about engaging the body and, and all the great things that can come from it, right? And I'm sitting here listening to it and I'm, I'm instantly feeling strengthened in my own situation hearing what you both have gone through, like here presently right now. And I, it's just, uh, yeah. It, but it takes a level of surrender. And that's where, I, how do we engage? You know, and the word that I put to it, it it's uncomfortable a lot of times. Um, and I think that's what keeps people at a distance is there's potential for hurt. There's potential to be disappointed. There's a potential to... Um, be vulnerable. Yeah, for people to see my mess. So, like... In your own lives, how did you push through those feelings, those thoughts, those those issues? You know, are there stories to tell, or was there someone in your life or um, scripture that's important to you? In that, how did how do you engage in life with others? Probably one of the biggest steps for me was learning that the personas that I had given to people that were people that I looked up to, like 
well, this guy doesn't have any struggles. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, as I started to engage, I, I got to learn really fast that that was a story I was telling myself. Mm -hmm. Likewise here. You know, getting, getting to see other people's junk too um, made me not feel near so odd or so alone, you know. Um, we're, we're all struggling. That's yeah. a, that was a, you know, I shared yeah. with Terry how being a, you know, a little better than a CNE Christian, I'd sit in the back and think, boy, I wish I had my life together like all these people. Right. You know, they don't have problems mm -hmm. like my messed up stuff. Right. And, mm. and then you come to find out that everybody's got their ups and downs and struggles and battles and of all different kinds. We're all in it together. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Another interesting thing is is you'll find that a lot of a lot of the struggles that you think are so big and bad and and um, um, only to you mm. they're not mm. the things that you really beat yourself up about the things that I'm not good enough I'm not worthy. Dave struggles with those same things that I struggle with. I can tell you I've struggled with that over the last two weeks, you know, yep. and 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 then as for for me and in my plugging in, getting connected, learning that we're all in the same boat, mm. um, that that was huge. Mm. Yep, I agree. Mm. Yeah. Simple honesty here is. There's plenty of people in our lives that maybe we don't always get along with or, or that we see as perfect or got it all together, like both sides of the, of the spectrum there. But the simple honest truth is we were all created in the image of God. We all, we all share in that simple commonality. Mm -hmm. And if I had to lay all my junk out on the ground... It isn't looking too pretty. And reminding myself of that, of I don't have to be all cleaned up to be able to share this life with somebody. And most of all, I don't have to be all cleaned up and pretty to be able to share life with God. Because he already, one, he already knows what's going on, right? Duh. Right. That's, that's done. <laughs> I can't hide anything anyways, but we... I, I think sometimes that's a stumbling block too to engaging. It's like, well, they're gonna see everything going on right. inside, and it's like, right? But that's that's why God created more than just one person. You know, like that's why He. Um, when I tell people that we were created for community, not not isolation. That's right. When we go into isolation, that's when things go downhill hard when we're in a community that is encouraging, that's loving, that's building you up, but will hold you accountable too in all those things, in love and hope and things like that, but also in what is right. You know, I've got people in my life that'll go, Harry, get your head out of your butt. Like, come on now. Um, you need that. Yes. And I find when I don't have that, I struggle a lot more because I wasn't created to be separate from... His creation, his people, and that—I mean—that's the church. The church is people. Anytime anyone wants to say that the the building is the church, no, it's not. 
No, and he, I'm sorry, yeah. you can't do church without people because people are church. And um, yeah, I'm just so thankful. And I think one of the, I think that's one of the big struggling, uh, stumbling blocks for people is you don't have to be cleaned up to be loved. Now we all understand that when we make decisions, those decisions have consequences, right? That's reality. If I don't make a good decision. It's going to have a consequence I might not like, but that doesn't change the fact of, of how God loves you. That's right. But as I say all that, like this last two weeks, I've struggled with those same things of what's my worth? What's my significance? Why, why am I going through these things? Why am I feeling this way? Like I said, the feeling of guilt, I think that's for my wife and I, that's the, like, the hardest thing we've kind of struggled with is like we're feeling sad. Stop feeling sad. It could be so much worse. You're, it's a blessing. It's good. You should be thankful. He's, you know, all these things. And it's like we almost like push away the reality of how, of how we feel because we don't want like people to see and, and know. And, and then I sit there and go, What's the, what a waste of time. Like, no, this is how we feel. And, and I have to trust that the people I'm sharing that with are going are gonna to love and care. And, um, so, I mean, that's what I'd like to encourage anybody is you don't gotta be clean. You don't have to have this perfect life together. And as you guys both shared, and that's what I love that you shared is, look, we weren't engaged. (laughs) You guys were on the fringe and yet the body absorbed you in. Anyway, how much more will the body embrace you uplift you when you yourself are embracing and engaged in that same body that you're sharing life with one another so uh yeah one one thing that i'd like to add Mm -hmm. um you you're talking about being all cleaned up to come Mm. all you're feeling like uh you're you're right on Mm. one one huge change for me was I imagined, I'd always imagined myself sitting and my sin in front of me in a big nasty pile mm-hmm. and God sitting on the other side of that pile. Mm. And I thought that I had to take care of that mm. before I could get there. And that is so wrong. Yeah, Your sin is out there in a pile in front yeah. of you and God is sitting next to you. That's right. And he says, we'll work on that stuff later. <laughs> we're going to work just on come. that yeah. stuff. Just but come. for right now, yeah. you but. just hang out with me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's who he's called us to be as the church as well, as, as Christ followers, is to follow in that same example. And we it's don't funny. do it great all the time, right? right? Because... We fight our own wars in our own head. But. We had that life sermon going while we were getting ready mm-hmm. here. Yeah, life skies. replay, Alliance Youth, shout yeah. out. Skies, Alliance uh, Youth, life replay this week. Well, yeah. Um, Sky's takeaway line from his sermon mm. was, God wants you. Mm. God doesn't need you. Mm. Right? Or actually, I turned it around. He said, God doesn't need you. God wants, wants you. you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah. Let you, doesn't matter how you are. Doesn't matter. Well, that speaks to your worth. That speaks to your purpose. That speaks to why you do what you do. It speaks to the why you're in the place you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Mm. You know, and just, I don't know, as far as engaging, you know, when you shake somebody's hand, if we ever get to again, um, <laughs> you know, and you ask, how are you? Look them yeah. in the eye and mm. pause. Mm. You know, don't just do the, oh, how are you as you walk by, you know, and you be intentional and, and you can, you can, you can only just try, but uh, maybe some people won't respond, but yeah. it's amazing how many people do when you take the time to slow down. To share that life. Share life. Mm. The good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I just, in closing, just want to thank you both. Evan and Dave, uh, for spending this time. It's been an hour and 15 minutes, if you can believe that. Um, And it's just been such an awesome time hearing those stories again. I hope you watching are uh, inspired. Um, Something sparked inside of you. If you're struggling with something, if if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling alone, I I would love for you to message us. Just message uh, Porchlight Podcast here on Facebook. Um, and we'd love to connect with you, talk with you, pray for you. Um, that's what the body's here to do. Um, but I know there's plenty of people that are feeling isolated, feeling alone. Um, we're not created for that. And so hopefully we've engaged you a little bit, sparked some conversation, and uh, giving you some, some intentional things that you can be thinking about trying to do and why. Why do it? Uh, and live it out on a daily basis. You never know. You never know the opportunities. I remember you saying earlier, Evan, just... Are you willing? Are you willing to do what that little prodding in you is asking you to do? You know, uh, like shake that person's hand that you were just gonna walk by. Are you gonna have that one little conversation like Dave was just saying, or are you just gonna let that opportunity go by? You don't know what someone next to you needs to be engaged with people and reaching them with love and hope and truth is so important. So. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, for some of you, you stuck with us the whole time, so way to go. Um, we're going to continue doing these uh, episodes, um, so I'm looking forward to some others. We're going to have some kid and youth-oriented episodes coming up. I'm going to be partnering with Lauren Schwager, and we're going to be talking about some at-home experiments that you can be doing and hanging out, and again, hoping to engage you in some conversation to give you something to live out on a daily basis. And uh, that's what the Christian life's all about, following Christ, engaging people, and uh, living it out on a daily basis. And simply put, and you guys all said it, and I'll say it again, you're going to stumble, I stumble, Um, but God's good. His grace covers everything, covers all of that. Um, and he loves you through it all. So um, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Unless you guys got something you wanted to say. I'm good. All right. Uh, If you see Dave or Evan, give them a fist bump or something. Uh, Engage them in conversation. You would be, this is just just a pin drop of of their life and their experiences. And I know they'd love to chat with you as well. So thank you for joining us tonight. And we'll see you next time on Porchlight Podcast, Onwards and Upwards.